Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Completely Cricket Podcast, hosted by myself, Abhilashay Larson, and Zaid Ahmed, alongside me. So we're going to be talking about quite a lot of cricket today, because it's been a lot since our last episode. I think for us, we're going to be focusing on the England-New Zealand uh, ODI series that's been going on. It was a four-match series, and England won 3-1, with the last ODI being yesterday. There's been some interesting debate on selection, especially involving Ben Stokes and Harry Brick. So we're going to be talking about, you know, as a selector, and what do they think the best, what do we think the um, best uh, ODI squad for England for the World Cup, their final 11, what it should be, and we'll discuss that. And we'll also discuss New Zealand and how obviously they've struggled in this series, so we'll discuss about what they've got to do with um, limited ODI practice coming before the World Cup, which I think starts in around a month. So yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about uh, in the, today's episode. Let me hand it over to Zaid. Good morning, Zaid. Yeah, good morning, Amnash. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, and yeah, you know, it's been, you know, as you said, we're going to talk about the um, England-New Zealand series, which has been an interesting one. I mean, we haven't had that many close games, which has been interesting. I mean, you know, in the modern in modern day of cricket, we see so many close games. We haven't really seen that many in that series. But it's still been a, some, some good cricket played, a good series. Yeah, as you said, we're going to talk about that. And also the Asia Cup, which is, that's been a really interesting one. There's been, you know, a few upsets. There's been, you know, a lot of rain, uh, rain issues. Um, you know, and as you said, the finals going to be in the Sri Lanka tomorrow. Um, so that's going to be really good. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about those two today. Um, and yeah, as usual, if you enjoy our podcast, enjoy um, the content we produce, then please follow the Completely Create Instagram account. And, you know, have a look at any of the posts um, which, you know, show um, the episodes that we we, we have recorded. Um, and, you know, if you have any comments, anything you want to, um, anything you want to comment about our podcast, then you can do so on um, any post on the Instagram. And also don't forget about the Completely Cricket Weekly, which we revamped recently. Um, and, yeah, there'll be an article every now and again about, you know, hot topics in cricket. Cool. Thank you very much, Sid. I think... We've got to start with England-New Zealand as it's just finished. So as I mentioned, 3-1 to England. And like you said, it was a really one-sided affair. The first ODI, New Zealand um, chased down 292 with eight wickets to spare. And they chased down 45 overs. So it was basically a thrashing. But ever since then, the next three uh, next three ODIs, England have won pretty convincingly, you know, with over you know, 90 to 100 run margins. And, you know, England truly dominating. The key person who's sort of championed this, you know, domination of England has been Dan Milan. He's been, you know, churning out runs. Coming into this series, it was a bit of a debate for England. I wasn't really sure whether he'd be in the squad. Do you think that he's done enough to earn a place? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I've always been a fan of Dan Milan. Um, but yeah, it's tough to get him in. You know, if you're thinking of the 50 over World Cup coming up, you know, if you have someone like him and Joe Root, it's not easy to get them in sort of three and four. Um, you know, in, in especially in the way that um, cricket is developing, you know, you want lots of big hitters, Darmanan and Joe Root, sort of two players that will hold innings together. And I guess, you know, sometimes you want one of them. You know, you might, you might just want one of them to just take the number three spot. Um, you know, and and you know, and have have other batters that bat around them. But you know, I think Darmanan. I think that was the reason why, you know, maybe a few questions about his selection. But I think Dad Milan's had a brilliant series and I think you know, he definitely should play or at least be a big part of um England's squad in, in the upcoming World Cup. And I think you know, I think I definitely think the questions have been answered. Form is a really big thing in cricket because obviously leading into a World Cup, if you're you know, Dad Milan is in he's had spots of like 
amazing form. If you remember a couple of years back, he had like a, a run of like 10, 12 T20s where he was, you know, averaging 50 or 60 and he was, you know, churning out runs. And this seems like another of those like, you know, patches. And I feel like it's for for everyone, the issue with Dal Milan was what? The fact that he had a low strike rate and he sort of, if he didn't get going, he would hold up everyone else's innings. He'd sort of be there, you know, rather than being an anchor, he'd sort of be like, a you know, someone that's dragging the innings back. But then this innings has shown how actually he's a really free-flowing batsman and he has the ability to, you know, pierce the offside so easily. But he's not just a one-dimensional player. And, and the fact that he's scoring his, you know, he scored his century at a strike rate above 100. But in over this series, you know, he's going at a strike rate of around 100. For an opening batter who's churning out runs and scoring that strike rate, I think that's pretty good. But obviously, everyone's going to be thinking about the 2019 World Cup, comparing him to like someone like Jason Roy, who also scored a lot of runs, but he scored them, uh, you know, 120, 130 strike rate. But I think that, you know, surely Dal Milan fits the functionality, right? He does the job of an opener, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, you know, you don't always need two openers that are going to get you a quick, you know, 50 or 100 partnership. Um, you know, that's what we were kind of seeing in, in the 2019 World Cup with Jason Roy, Jolly Bester, you know, they were against really quick runs up top, up top yeah, but they were in brilliant form back then. Um, that's not, you know, always going to see that. I think, you know, the sort of, what you really want with an open or top order, I guess, you know, you want one or two players that are going to you know, keep going and not, not just not get out, really. And I think, you know, Darren Lyons, he's, he's, he's had patches of form. Um, you know, sometimes he, he can sort of hold up the innings, but you know, he, he recently has been, you know, in such good form. And I think, you know, he definitely does fit that role of an opener and he definitely can do the job. And I feel like he would really compliment, you know, someone like Johnny Bester, who's also been opening top. Because, you know, Johnny Bester could tee off and get a 40, 48 off 25, 50 off 30 type of innings. And Darren Milan will still be there. So that means that, you know, if, if Darren Milan goes at runner ball and Johnny Bester is going at like 8-9, you know, we're, we're looking at, you know, first 10 overs, easily 70-75 runs in the power play. And I think that's a, you know, that's sort of the, the England that we've known over the last two years. And I think that really it'll work even better because at least there's less risk that both openers will get out so quickly. But then you move on to number three and we and we see Joe Root coming in at number three um, over this series. He's sort of been on the opposite end of the spectrum. Everyone knows how good of a player he is, um, especially in Test cricket. But, you know, ODI cricket recently hasn't really been his strength. It seems like he's he's struggling for runs and he was looking, especially in the most recent innings, where I think he scored around 20. He got dropped twice before he scored double figures. And then he got out in pretty unconvincing fashion. What what, what do you think is going on with Joe Root? Do you think it's a bit of just, do you think it's going to be a concern for England going into the the uh, World Cup? And do you think they might make a change at number three or do you think they'll stick with him? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's always going to be slight, a slight concern when you have your sort of, one of your main batters, you know, in, not, not in good form. Um, I don't think they'll make a change, you know, immediately. I don't think, you know, I definitely think he'll be about number three to start with at least. Because um, I don't really see who else could really go in number three. I mean, I, I'm not really able to find anyone that can really suit that spot. Um, but I think, you know, to be honest, I feel like there hasn't been that much ODI cricket in, since the 2019 World Cup. I mean, there's been you know a few series here and there, but I feel like, you know, there's been so much franchise cricket, T20 cricket or test cricket, um, you know, or, or T20 series or stuff like that. I feel like there hasn't been that much ODI cricket for England or, you know, for for, for everyone around the world. Um, and I feel like that could be a potential reason. Um, 
but I think to be honest, I just think it's it's mainly just you know he he's not going he's going through a bad patch of form, and yes, we're we're only a, a month away or you know, a few weeks away from from the World Cup, so you know we we you know we, we'd want Joe Root to get back in form, but I definitely won't make a change um, immediately. Uh, I definitely think he'll bat three to start with, and if he still continues with the bad patch, then you know they might just, they might have to make a change. But you know, I I think I think it's just a you know a short short bad patch of form. I think he'll definitely be back from the World Cup. Yeah, I think you know when you think about Jeru, you think about twenty twenty one where he scored what was thousand six hundred runs in that calendar year, basically single single handedly carrying the England batting attack in Test cricket, and he's been you know, he's one of our he's a generational player. He's one of our best players. You know, of all time, and I think that he thought he sort of reminds me of Virat Kohli with the India team in the sense that you know, can you is it can you really drop Virat Kohli? It's more like you know, you see the India team sometimes resting him when he's in bad form, just sort of because you can't exactly publicly drop a player unless he's you know because of all the the history, his record, and how good he's been, and the you know the immense ability. I feel like I don't know, maybe it's the the transition. And be right. There's been a there's been a lot of uh, franchise cricket. There's been a lot of Test cricket as well. But you'd think that the Test cricket mentality would line up pretty similarly to the ODI cricket mentality. But um, yeah, he's just. I think he's just going through a rough patch. But you know, one thing's for sure: you can't doubt Jeru's quality. And actually, as, as we move down the order, there was another. I think pretty much this was the main highlight of this of the series in the sense that this is what I think England fans sort of wanted to know: Would we pick? Ben Stokes or Harry Brook in that sort of number number five role or number number five number six role and you know if we pick um could you pick both was was the question you know uh, one or the other or both we've seen Ben Stokes score you know an amazing 182 uh completely you know smashing the New Zealand bowlers and then at the, at the same time we haven't really seen very much from Harry Brook as a as a, if we were selectors how how would you be thinking do you think there's been enough from Harry Brook to see him be picked over Ben Stokes or not? Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, if we if we look at the top order, I think that's sort of for me that's sort of set in stone. Johnny Besto, Darren Milan, Juru, um, for, I mean to start with at least. And then so sort of, I'm thinking, I don't know, number four. Uh, it's, it's tough. I I think you know Harry Brook. He he has less experience, and Ben Stokes has more experience, obviously. But I guess Harry Brook, he's done. He, you know, he he scores so many runs at a good strike rate. We know what he can do. I mean, he has so much capability. But then you got someone like Ben Stokes, who you know, the hero of twenty nineteen World Cup. That, that you know, he saved the Ashes in um in twenty nineteen as well. Um, and he came out of retirement just for this World Cup. I mean, I mean, you can't. He's got to play. You, you can't exactly not play him um, and replace him with someone else. Um, just you know, he's come out of retirement to play this World Cup. So he definitely has to play. He's definitely got to be in eleven, and then you know the questions of Harry Brook. Can, where can he fit in? I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe Harry Brook could fit in a four. Um, I mean, that's potentially a possibility. I mean, I think you know if you have the top order, two solid bats with Milan and Root. You know, hopefully, hopefully we don't get to number four in the ideal situation. We don't get to number four by 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 the sort of twenty fifth, thirtieth over. Um, you know, hopefully Johnny Bairstow gets to a good start, and then. Milan and Brook can continue that for a good twenty or twenty-five overs, and then you can you can gain someone like Brook Butler, um, Stokes, and then you know then we've got to start thinking about the bowlers who who's going to play, who's not going to play. I mean, it's really tough, but I just think Bezos kind of has to play. You know, just considering what's happened recently. I just want to touch on so Owen Morgan and Nasser Hussain, as part of Sky Sports made their like 
best World Cup eleven, and they go Johnny Bairstow, Darren Milland, Joe Root, as you mentioned, and then they go Ben Stokes, Josh Butler, Liam Livingston, and then so on and so forth. I feel like, realistically, I feel, if you look at Harry Brook and compare them to Josh Butler and Liam Livingston, they're a very similar profile of player in the sense that you know they're coming in, you know, the ball's not moved, the ball won't be swinging. You're, you're sort of coming in thirtieth. 35th, maybe 40th over, and you're looking to up the run rate and score big and to push a total from being like a an average total to a, a really sizable total that can put scoreboard pressure on, right? And I feel like, you know, does Harry Brook provide something different? I don't really think so. I feel like Joss Van and Liam Livingston, if they fire, will do the same thing. So, but Ben Stokes, on the other hand, the fact that he's a left-hander, his, you know, innate ability just to, one, dictate the tempo of the game, but also, two, to turn a match on its head so quickly and be able to absorb pressure, but then explode. I feel like no other player can do that as good as he does. So I think that, you know, him at four has been actually quite a good thing for England. You know, he he hasn't usually batted this high, but we've seen him bat this high in like in the IPL, for example. But I think that, you know, him at four means that, you know, even if, even if it becomes, you know, 10 for two, for example, and he's in, I feel like, you know, England can rest easy because they have. They know that he can stay in for a long time. Um, and I, and if you look at, let's just focus on recent cricket, right? Yeah, Harry Brook has scored runs in short format uh, in T Twenties or Test cricket. He scored runs for you know domestically, but in this series when he had, I think he played at least two of the ODIs. Has he scored runs? No, he hasn't scored runs. So I, I feel like if you just look at it on face value, he hasn't done well enough in recent cricket to be to be in the score, uh, the final 11 ahead of Ben Stokes, at least for the first uh, first ODI of the of the World Cup. Because then if there's injuries, then that's another scenario. But I think that, you know, especially because he doesn't really bowl. He bowls like, he does bowl a bit of pace, but I feel like, you know, you've got someone like Liam Livingston who can bowl leg and off spin. You know, I don't really see a place in ha- for Harry Brook in the squad, in the final 11 at the moment. But I'd obviously keep him in the squad. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, yeah, I guess... You know, you can't you can't have Stokes and Brook. I mean, we definitely established that. And you know, Stokes. I guess you know the number four spot for England at the moment. I, to be honest, I would think the number four spot is almost like a sort of five five or six spot. You know what I mean by that is that you know you've got you've got Besto, um, Milan, and Root at the top. You know, Milan and Root being such solid batsmen. I feel like number four. You know, on a, even on a half decent day, number four. I doubt is really going to come in until. 25th over or 20th over so it's almost like a number five or number six spot and I think I guess Ben Stokes could really fit into that quite well um you know it it, it might seem quite quite high quite high, much higher than he has he's played before but I reckon you know number four is almost like a um you know sort of a middle order um you know five or six spot just because of the strength that England have in that top three you know, the, the solid um, batsmen that they have. And then, you know, number five, six, you know, as, as, as you mentioned, um, Butler, Livingston, and then, you know, you've got your bowlers, um, uh, who, yeah, whoever they are. Um, but, you know, the top top six, um, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm seeing it now, you know, top three we've talked about, and then Stokes four, uh, Butler five, Livingston six. I think that makes a lot of sense to me. And I think, you know, looking if we, as if, we, you know, England as a team have been, you know, one of their key strengths is the fact that they have batting depth. And if we go further down, you've got Moeen Ali, seven, you know, someone like Sam Curran, eight. And then you've got, you could have Chris Wokes or you could have you know, David Willey, you know, nine. You've got a lot, you've got proper, you know, high quality players, uh, batters specifically, up to at least nine. And that's something that, you know, 
it's unrivaled in the sense that there are other teams who try to emulate that, but they don't have players who can consistently like, score runs, you know, score that 20 or 15 or that, you know, or maybe 30 or 20 type of innings, even down at nine. So I think that, you know, that's something that England really need to champion. Just do a quick note on their bowling attack. You've got three left armors, Reese Topley, David Willey, Sam Curran. Can you really play all three? Do you, you know, they, they're all at a similar speed. Obviously, Topley being different to the other two, being a bit taller and getting a lot of bounce. But I don't, I feel like I haven't really been convinced with uh, Reese Topley or David Willey this, uh, this, um, this ODI series in the sense that as a bowler, I haven't, I don't think they've done enough to really say, to cement themselves a spot. Do you, do you, would you put them in your starting 11? Yeah, I wouldn't put all three. I think I think definitely I would put Sam Curran in. You know, he provides batting depth and he's he bowls he can he's obviously a brilliant bowler. Um, you know, he, he can bowl to death, he can bowl in the middle. Um so I definitely have Sam Curran in there. Then I would probably have either Reese Topley or David Willey. And for me, I'm kind of eyeing on Reese Topley. I think that um uh, David Willey, I think, you know, he does provide some batting depth. But I'm I'm I think Reese Topley, you know, I'm a big fan of him, and I think he, 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 you know, he hits that good length, and he gets the ball moving. I think he'll be really good. I think I don't think you can have all three left armers. You know, you, you want to have variety in your bowling attack. Um, so I would, de- I would go with uh, Reese Topley and Sam Curran. So then, where does that leave someone like Chris Wokes? Then, do you not? Would you not? Would you keep them out of your squad? Because obviously, you've got realistically, you've got if you've got Sam Curran, then you've got. Uh, then you need to have your express fast bowling option, which would be Mark Wood, most likely. Do, do you admit Chris Wokes from your squad, or do you keep him, or would you maybe put him as like a, a potential re- replacement if one of these bowlers gets hit? Well, yeah, so if, okay, so we've got our top six, which we've, which we've established. Then Moen Ali, I'd put seven. Then I'd put Sam Curran, eight. And then that leaves three spots. And I think Reese Topley would be 11. And then, yeah, Mark Wood. Well, Mark Wood could be ten. Now that leaves number nine, and I reckon, I mean, Chris Wokes could fit into that. Um, like, yeah, I, I guess Chris Wokes could fit into that. Oh, oh no, sorry, I forgot about Alder Rashid. Spinner as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, Alder Rashid. So yeah, that, okay, so that lead does leave Chris Wokes out. Yeah, so I guess you know he, I, I would, I just think Reece Topley should play. Um, so yeah, I guess that would be my starting eleven without Chris Wokes, but I definitely keep him in there, you know, in and around. Um, yeah, I would I would keep him in the squad, and he would I would give him yeah make sure he plays a few games and get gets a few games in there. But I I'd start with Reese Topley, and you know, see how he goes, and then Chris Wokes can come in um you know, for for Reece Topley if he needs to. Because I think you know if you're thinking of your opening bowlers, I mean I would to be honest I'd rather have Reese Topley uh, to open the bowling for me. Um, Rather than Chris Wokes, I think Chris Wokes has done really well, but I would rather have Topley having a good left arm option. Um, yeah, I, I would keep I'll keep Chris Wokes in there in in the squad, but I'd definitely start with Topley. Cool, I think I think it makes sense. Um, yeah, I think that with spin, we've only got Adil Rashid really, and then Moeen Ali, Liam Livingston. They'll be our three. We need to have that spin depth because we are playing the subcontinent. It's going to be you know we're going to see spinning tracks so. England, England is batting, can uh, a good at facing spin when you've got people like Johnny Bairstow down the land, but um, and and someone like Joe Root. So we just need to get that on bowling attack. So now we just let's move on to the Asia Cup. So we've seen 
Uh, three very good matches and three matches have a bit of dictated how this tournament have gone. I think that'll be it for this episode of Completely Cricket Podcast. Thank you very much to say and we'll see you on the next one.